Hello, self-improvement family. A better world starts with a better you, and yes, you can. So let's take another step toward your best self today. Today, I'm sharing another conversation from the Better Together community. Now, this is a space for people who are really inspired to pursue their best self and want to connect with other incredible people with the same interest. If that sounds like you, then be sure to join the community today. There's a link in the description of this episode to do that. Now, today's episode is the first of its kind in that I'm bringing one of you on the podcast as a community highlight. I'm inspired by you, and I know there is so much value to helping amplify your voice. What I like about it is it's very conversational and exploratory, where we can just talk about how we as people relate with our personal development journey. Let's jump into this Better Together community event now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Better Together community, where we believe that a better world starts with a better you. And yes, we can. We are live, and you can sign up to join us next time by visiting selfimprovementdailytips.com. Today's episode is a community spotlight where we take listeners and community members just like you and amplify your story, process, and passions. Today, we're speaking with Derek Zinzer. Derek is a longtime listener who's turned into a good friend. He's the founder of a nonprofit organization called Mascots for a Cure that helps kids and families battling cancer. He's also deep in his own personal development journey and has a lot of great and relatable insight to share. So Derek, let's do it. Thank you for your support and for being a part of this. I appreciate you, Brian. Thank you so much. Cool. Let's just dive into what makes you, you, you know, tell us a bit about who you are, kind of the things that you've experienced that have shaped you into who you have become today. Yeah, just uh, from originally from California, kind of grew up in, in California and Oregon, uh, started my nonprofit after losing my father to cancer in 2009 on New Year's Day, um, and really kind of turned it into a passion for kids going through that same experience. Um, 96 hospital visits later uh, from my nonprofit kind of led me to writing a children's book. And just these children, just from experiencing these hospital visits, really inspire me and inspire their families and everybody else, that anybody that's near them. Uh, so it's become kind of a, a life for me and a, a passion of mine. Yeah. So take us back to that moment then, right? That was a very kind of influential part of your life. You know, what, what were some of the things that you realized in, you know, the relationship that you had with your father? And then obviously, you know, that changing, like, what, what was that like for you? Yeah, it was a horrible experience. I mean, and I know that I'm not unique in that as far as watching somebody kind of wither away and pass from cancer or an illness of any kind, really. Uh, but it's devastating to watch your dad, who's, you know, larger than life and your hero, um, kind of go through different chemos that are not working and then ultimately taking his life, uh, the chemo taking his life. Um, it's a really sad, very depressing um, just an experience. Like I was, to be honest, and and uh, vulnerable about it. I was not in a great place. Uh, in 2009, after losing my dad, uh, fell into a pretty bad depression, didn't really care about self-development or anything like that. Um, and it was really my nonprofit that kind of pulled me out of that. So creating mascots for a cure and getting involved with the Relay for Life in Eugene Springfield um, really gave me a purpose. Amazing. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the opportunity, right? With serious pain comes some opportunity for growth, you know, uh, something that doesn't directly relate, but I've heard before, actually a, a past interview guest, uh, Danette May said, turn your mess into your message. Right. And that's mm. kind of the, the, the lens that sometimes you need to see things through is how is this serving a greater purpose and a greater cause? And it found, you know, it seems like a lot of what you've gone through has been the inspiration to help a lot of families in need, you know? So there's gotta be an element of faith in that, which I'm sure, uh, you are really kind of leaning on. So, Definitely. so go, going back to, you know, again, that moment, you know, is that kind of when you discovered personal development for yourself was, um, you know, on the kind of passing of your father or did you discover it before then, or, or kind of when did your personal development journey start? Years later, honestly, it really didn't start till about 2018. It just kind of hit me that I wanted to become the best version of myself that I could possibly be. I realized that I had a lot of growing to do, um, a lot of work to do in all kinds of different areas. And then honestly, I literally typed in self-development and uh, the podcast, and that's where you came up. Mm. Um, and I remember it very distinctly. I was in California, like in San Francisco at, a, I think, a Giants game in September and uh, just started listening to you five days a week and then once on uh, Saturday for the recap and been doing that ever since every week. Um, so it really started in 2018, nine years after my dad passed. Yeah. Well, I'm honored to play that role and I'm glad that, I mean, look at you now, you know, kickstarting that <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is something that's really special. Um, what, what happened or what shifted for you in 2018 where you turned to self-development, you know, was it just kind of a matter of time or did you experience something in particular? Like what, what was the seat that really started? Yeah. Growing? Um, I think it was just realizing that I had work to do. That's all. It wasn't like anything that really stood out. I was just knowing that there was more for me out there mm. and that I could do it and be better. Amazing. Cool. Now, what I love doing on the podcast, and you know this, given that you've listened for so many years, <laughs> is just like the really actionable, quick kind of tangible tidbits. So I'd love to ask you what might be a tough question, but you know, what's one of the best things that you've learned and practiced that has significantly changed your life for the better? Like what is, what is um, your personal development secret weapon, uh, so to speak? <laughs> it really is just uh, consistency and showing up every day, every single day, um, especially on the days where you don't want to, whether that's getting up at three 30 in the morning to go work out when it's so much easier, just hit the snooze button or, you know, having my morning routine, which is, you know, Bible study, listening to a couple podcasts, Spanish lessons, meditation, and just doing that. I mean, I look forward to doing that, filling out my, my daily journal um, of what my priorities are, what my goals are, um, who I need to make an impact on mm -hmm. and what areas I need to make an impact on. So it's just consistently doing that. And it's, it's been definitely now it's become a habit. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the same as breathing in a way. It's just natural to me. Yeah. How did you arrive at that process? Cause I, I have my own kind of discovery of, Oh, I want to do these affirmations and these practices. And, you know, I read it in a book there and I try it out in other place, but like, how did you land on some of the practices that you've incorporated and been consistent on? Yeah. Just curiosity. I think, mm -hmm. um, the type of books I, I only read now, just because I get such joy, uh, from learning is, uh, our self development, um, books. Like I, I, I read a lot of Brendan Burchard, um, just geez, man, all kinds of different, uh, development books that are out there. Jay Shetty is another inspiration of mine. Uh, you, Brendan Burchard, there's just, there's a lot out there. Uh, Darren Hardy is another one. Um, Me too. so really just kind of searching it and, and learning about like what, you know, not reinventing the wheel, but just learning what experts out there already know. Mm -hmm. 
and then putting that practice implementing that in my daily life. Amazing. Yeah. Just give it a try. You know, like that's, that's it. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people get overwhelmed by trying to, you know, create a certain outcome or having a certain expectation as to how things might go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I actually, this is kind of a startup analogy, but I'm involved in some kind of like entrepreneurial circles. And one of the best pieces of advice that I got actually last night was about uh, just kind of like product validation. And it was the concept of you don't need to go and prove that you know what you're doing. You just need to have a list of hypotheses. And then your goal is to either validate them or invalidate them. Neither answer Mm. is better than the other. It's just a matter of how do you go out and get the data required to make decisions. And I feel like, you know, if we try and attach ourselves to a certain result or expectation or outcome when it comes to implementing a new habit or doing a certain thing, practicing things a certain way, then it ends up starting to kind of like bias the, the way that you celebrate and reward yourself and even relate with the different things that you're doing. But if you just approach Mm -hmm. it with genuine curiosity, then, you know, you're just as interested to see why it worked versus why it didn't work. And it kind of, it takes some of the pressure off potentially. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. That's very, very true. Then just really starting out small. Like mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be anything big, but starting out small and then celebrating the key is really celebrating your wins, big or small, along the way mm. so that those wins are ingrained into who you are, really. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything in particular that you tried? I mean, through in this vein, right? Is there anything in particular that you tried that didn't work and um, or that you struggled with that was harder than you expected? Um, I mean, like an example for myself was, um, like starting to take a cold shower, you know, it's like, I knew the importance of it and I probably did it for a week and I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do it. And (laughs) as much as my like rational mind was pushing me in there, there was still kind of just some friction or resistance, whatever hesitation elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And then I had to grow a little bit and be reminded of, okay, this is, you know, my mental toughness has reached a certain point. This is serving me in this way. Now I'm in the flow of doing it consistently, but that's something that I struggled uh, implementing. Um, do, Do you have a particular example by chance? I do. Yeah. I mean, starting anything new is obviously takes some consistency and then time just to get used to, but, uh, 47 days ago, it's been, I started 75 hard, Oh wow! which is a pretty, pretty cool program. Um, where you have to, you know, drink a gallon of water every day, do two, uh, exercises for 45 minutes to 60 minutes, uh, one indoors, one outdoors, stick to your diet, no alcohol. Uh, the worst part is taking a selfie. You have to take a selfie every, <laughs> every day just to kind of, you know, watch the progression and be able to see that from the, the day one to day number 75. Um, but that was really hard to get used to just to adjust my schedule and getting up one hour earlier so I could accomplish all I need to accomplish before going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly drinking and it sounds silly, but drinking a gallon of water was really hard at first. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you have to pee all the time? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, I have my own hydration goals, but it's nowhere near as severe as that. <laughs> yeah. w- would you say that, um, you like, you started to kind of realize optimizations and efficiencies within your day saying, okay, I do these things here and there, you know, cause as things change, then your environment changes, your triggers change, your intentions change, you know? So like, what, what has that process been like for you and specifically the 75 hard habit, you know, like, have you been really intentional about, um, kind of, I don't know, allocating certain tasks at certain times? Um, yeah, definitely. Like I have a goal of, uh, drinking at least half of the the water before 10 AM. And like you mentioned, triggers are key. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have a, a 32 ounce, 
um, bottle right next to my bed. And I literally just chug that. Um, I go to the gym, I go to Starbucks, I get another Trenta ice water and I, I chug that. So mm-hmm. just having like those little triggers in place, um, going to bed, I have my, my sleep uh, setting on so that I don't get disturbances from phone. I've been leaving my phone in the other room. So when the alarm gets off or goes off, I have to actually physically get up, walk mm-hmm. out, out to the living room and turn it off. Um, and that gets me up. I mean, I'm up at that point. So yeah. it's really just setting yourself up for success in little tiny ways. Yeah, totally. And it's, I, I love, I mean, I advocate for this all the time, but it's, you know, and there's just not kind of natural processes around this, but it's, you know, investing up front while it seems inconvenient and it adds effort and it doesn't feel like it's going to be worth it in the long run. Mm-hmm. It ends up saving you so much time and helps you to be so much more disciplined and consistent, reliable. You know, it's the you know classic example of, you know, changing your environment and changing your desk setup or having your post-it note there and just like really implementing something that then brings your intention to, you know, to reality. And that's kind of what you were describing there with your hydration habit is you've been able to activate that in certain ways where it's like, now you have these reliable triggers and associations. You've done the work to be able to cultivate that. And then now growing beyond that, um, you're just kind of operating through the script that your environment has you know allowed you to execute, which I think is, it's a huge, it's a huge win. You said it perfectly. Yeah, and it's really being intentional. And my word of 2022 is discipline. So it's, I know I have to have discipline in certain areas of my life. Um, and I call them the three F's. It's faith, finances, and fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my, my main focus, knowing that if I could have the discipline in those three areas, my 2022, and do it 1% every single day, get better by 1%. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end of 2022, I'm going to be a better and stronger person for it. Yeah. Tell me about that motivation, right? Because I feel like people pull from different places and experiences when it comes to wanting to like really master themselves and self-actualize. You know, I have my own reasons. I'll be happy to share second, but like when it comes to your desire and interest to be 1% better, like Mm -hmm. what is that for? Um, It's for honestly just being, I want to be the most congruent person that I can for myself. Uh, for God, and then for my future person, whoever she is, I feel like Mm -hmm. I deserve a better version of myself. I feel like I want to fulfill, you know, we're made in God's image. I want to be the best version of that. Mm -hmm. And part of that is fitness. Um, I lost my dad. He was 55 years old and he was, he he didn't eat healthy. Mm -hmm. So like, I got to see that. I'm like, I don't want to be 55 and not around on this earth. Right. Um, So the motivation is just like, I, I know my weaknesses, and I know mm-hmm. how I can improve on those weaknesses. And one of those was fitness and 75 hard is a, a really difficult task. I've seen people do it and they've had to start over. I mean, you miss one thing. You don't take a selfie, for example, one day you have to start over. Yeah. And so it's just uh, at day 47, my motivation now is there's no way in heck I want to start over. <laughs> so I'm making sure I, I have a, a checkoff list. You know, I have no alcohol, take a selfie, mm-hmm. 128 ounces of water. So that I'm following through with that on my daily planner. So I, I physically see it. I'm writing it down. Um, so I'm committed. It's memory. Yeah, that's huge. And I, I think what that challenge does a great job of doing is it gets you in the door with the commitment saying, oh yeah, I want to do this. And then following through on it is the real benefit, right? But there's this yeah. accountability and this, um, you know, just kind of this energy around you saying that you're going to do something that really pulls you to push yourself. And, and I think mm-hmm. it's very clever how 
you know, this, even the number 75, it seems significant, but also manageable. And it just, it's a very, um, it's a, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people have done it. Right. So it's a very popular, um, yeah. Uh, decision to make. Cool. All right. Now if I I could do it, everybody could do it. (laughs) (laughs) I hear it. I hear it. Um, all right. Now let's, I mean, we, we touched on it at the very beginning, but I want to really kind of lift the hood on it. Um, because there's just so much to it, which is how you really have dedicated your life to being of service, right? You had this moment with, you know, and in this encounter with cancer, how it personally affected you, obviously that's, um, extremely formative for your future. Um, but I want to hear more about the bigger vision, right? So it's, it's a passion that has kind of converted itself into a lifestyle almost, you know, you built a lot of, uh, pieces around it and, and just mm-hmm. kind of tell me when it, when it comes to the, like the injustice that you see in the world, um, and how that specifically, you know, cancer is affecting so many people negatively, you know, like what, what is your ultimate vision and what are you looking to create and, and how are you playing a role in that? Yeah. I mean, there's so many big things out there and cancer is one of them. Um, and I'll never obviously find a cure for it. So I'm trying to do my little part in my little world of how I can make a big difference. And mm-hmm. I believe that outside of chemo and medication and, um, all the different things that doctors and pharmaceutical companies can throw at you to try to treat cancer. Um, I truly believe in the power of hope and love and joy. Um, I think those are very powerful forms of medicine. And so that's kind of the impact I try to have with my nonprofit. Um, mm-hmm. that was kind of our tagline is providing hope, joy, and love for the most courageous children in the world. And these children Amazing. are the most courageous children. Uh, for my book, it's kind of the same thing. These characters are um, speaking. I mean, these kids could relate. They're 13 real children um, that I've worked with that are the characters of this book. And uh, they're going to be inspiring. My big vision is that they're inspiring thousands and thousands of kids all across the world, not just the nation, um, to kind of their teamwork and that they have a power within themselves and to provide and, and spread that joy and that love and that hope. Um, to kind of get them through what they're experiencing with, with cancer, which is just mm-hmm. horrible at the age of three, four, five, six, seven. Um, it's so young. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I know that you've told me about kind of the, really the purpose of the book and how it's meant to be kind of a point of empowerment for so many kids going through anything difficult, of course, you know, cancer being the central theme to, to your experience and some of the, mm-hmm. the kids that you're bringing into this. But like, what is that larger message that you're looking to share and get out into the world that is, you know, kind of being translated through this book? Uh, to never give up. Hmm. That's, that's probably the biggest message is to, no matter what you're going through, um, you know, every single day, take one day at a time, let tomorrow worry about tomorrow and to never give up on your, on your journey. Um, hmm. And just really putting it out there that these kids are supported in more ways than they realize. Yeah. It's really special. Now, if, you know, I'm obviously very inspired and I imagine other people hearing this are as well, you know, what, what can we do to support you? Like if I were to raise, raise a rallying flag and say, come on, self-improvement daily family, like let's, uh, let's support this. Um, like, what do you think is like some of the most valuable things that we could do to support you? Really just spreading the word, um, directing people to our website, which is braverybooksllc.com. Um, they could learn more about the children and the different characters. That's where they could also purchase a book. They could purchase a book for a kid that they might know, um, or maybe not directly, directly know. Uh, they could purchase a book for a children's hospital 
and we'll donate that uh, children's book, uh, Sir Roland's Big Adventure, to that hospital. Um, they could also email us at braverybooksllc uh, at gmail.com if they have any questions or ideas that they want to share or any connections that they might have also with children's hospitals or childhood cancer nonprofits. Incredible. Cool. Yeah. I'll make sure everyone has access to all of that. It's just really inspiring. I'm it. so proud of you that you've oh, taken it upon so. yourself to, to be a part of a solution. And like you said, it's, you know, just playing your small little part in this problem. That's just one of many, but it's so significant. And, you know, when you realize that these are real people's lives and, you know, imagine if it was someone in your family and how meaningful it would be, you know, it really just changes the lens that you can see things through. So, I mean, I, I so yeah. appreciate your leadership in this and it's just incredible. I'm super proud of it. I you. appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Brian. It's a very unique book. There's nothing like it out there at all. Mm -hmm. Not at all. It's taking these children's personal stories and they are developing literally, I almost had no hand in this other than writing it. These kids are developing their own characters, superhero mm -hmm. powers, cancer fighting names, uh, spirit animals. So it's all, it's all them. They get the credit. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool. Austin, let's wrap this up. I've got one last question for you. What if you could recommend three books to anyone who has never opened a page of anything self-development, oh, they've never opened a page of a book in their life. What are the... Mm -hmm the three books that have the most wisdom or kind of where, what would you recommend for someone that is uh, on their personal development journey? Oh man. Yeah. There's so many good books that I've read. Darren Hardy, the compound effect would definitely mm -hmm. be one. That's on my list. Um, Jay Shetty, think like a monk is okay. phenomenal. And then my boy who I love and someday I'm going to meet this guy is Brendan Burchard. Um, there's a lot of good, great books that he has, but I love the motivation manifesto mm -hmm. um, is one of my favorites of his. So Amazing. those definitely those three. Awesome. That's a good question. I love it. Yeah, good. Well, I mean, I now I have two new book recommendations. I'm a huge advocate <laughs> for Darren Hardy. Um, and and he actually, you know, the compound effect, I I can echo that. That was my jump start. And, and that's actually mm. one of his terms, but that was that was my kind of like jump start into the personal development space. So highly recommend nice. his book. It's only 130 pages. It takes just a few hours to read. Like it is very exactly. condensed. It's very doable. It's a perfect entry point uh -huh. for anyone looking to get started. It is. Awesome, Derek. Well, thank you for making the time. Super, super proud of you again. And until next time, everyone, we are better together. Thanks. I thought you'd like it. Derek's story and inspiration is just so real. And I'm grateful to call him a friend. Not only has he gone deep into his personal development work, but he's grown such an incredible mission around it. It would mean the world to me, Derek, and the families affected by cancer that he's hoping to serve if you pre-ordered his children's book. Even if you don't have kids, I'm sure you have a friend or sibling who does. Your involvement in this will go a long way in helping with such a difficult reality for so many families. Click the link in the description to learn more about it and pre-order now. I'm Brian Ford, and I hope to see you at the next Better Together event. You grew today. Let's do it again tomorrow on Self-Improvement Daily.